0: We're talking NFL drafts, NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs, and we're going to make our picks for the Kentucky Derby because that's what we are. We are jockey experts. All of a sudden, it's Bonnie Jill Laughlin's The Weekly Laz. You're
1: tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. Let the buzz
0: begin. What's up everybody? Welcome to Bonnie Jill Laughlin's the weekly pass. As you can see, Bonnie Jill Laughlin is not with us. She is in Kentucky preparing for the Kentucky Derby, which is something that we're going to be talking about sooner than later. I am Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I have my panel with me. David,
2: where can everyone find you? Yeah, guys. What's up? I'm David. You can find me at David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, hit me up.
3: Yes. That was simple as that. a stellar intro, Josh. Becky, thank, thank, thank you
0: very much. Proud. Thank you. I'm to make
3: proud. But, you know, you can be quiet because <laughs> I want to introduce myself. i just hazing. Love you all. I'm Becky Sotero. You can find me on all social media at Becky Sotero. Join us in the live chat. Follow us at BJL Weekly Pass on Twitter. We want all things
0: you with us right now. That's right. Now, Bonnie's in Kentucky. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, isn't it this thing where you have to wear a hat at the Kentucky Yes, Dairy? it's a big yeah. deal.
3: It's a really is big it? deal. The hat is everything, yeah.
0: What kind of hat would you wear?
3: Um, it would be lime green because that's <laughs> one of my favorite colors, <laughs> oh, as you can't if you can tell. But lime green all the way with something like, you know, flowy but then coming out. I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: David, would you, I it's a, it's would a female wear? thing only?
2: That, a or no, definitely female. Know. The
0: suits. The guys wear suits. The suits suits. is a
2: big thing for the guys. I apologize if I haven't put a lot of time into my Kentucky, Kentucky Derby okay. suit. <laughs> a lot of thought into right. that. But but say, what, what would you wear? What yeah. would you guys wear? I don't know. I think I would just keep it classy. Okay. You know, yeah.
3: All black. Oh. I like actually, it. Yeah. I think a heather gray with like a white suit underneath. I like it. Suit mm, underneath. Yes. Yes. Or a white, you know. Yes. Nice.
0: Let's take sure. bets on the color hat that Bonnie's going to wear. I
3: know. I can't wait to see it. All
0: right. So I'm going to say
2: it's going to be red. Red. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What about what about you? You know, I feel like it's gonna be like a night, like a nice tan, a nice tan, Ooh, like a nice like very classy, classy. like mm. a very classy nice okay. tan. you okay. know? All right. Okay.
3: You. I'm feeling a shade of blue. Blue is really in right now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe
3: not quite. Ocean blue, maybe teal blue. Mm
0: -hmm. I could say it's teal blue. Well, I'm sure that Bonnie's going to be posting on Instagram Instagram pretty soon when her outfit. So keep track of that. Let's get into the week that was in sports the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. First impressions. Now, we had Warren Moon on, and he said that Mm -hmm.
2: Baker Mayfield. All me. All hype. All hype. Yep. All hype. Yes. I heard all hype from what he was saying. He was right. talking mm-hmm. about how this kid just might be a flash in the pan. Yeah. He's one of those stars that's putting mm-hmm. the media mm-hmm. too much, and he's just going to become almost like, I mean, what I think is like a Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So he goes first to the Browns. What do you guys think about that?
2: I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I know that he talked a lot about
3: his personality, all of that, but if you're pl- going off of his game, I know, again, in OU, it's a different style of game than in the NFL, mm-hmm. but he's still a solid quarterback, and I think that um, it's just no surprise I think that he was he was picked first. But I'm also an no OU fan, so I've seen him play um, <laughs> okay, every level. But you
0: th- yeah, so, so you're not surprised at no, all.
3: No, I mean I. Really. I, I think that he. I don't know. I think that he could do some exciting things. The Browns need some change, so <laughs> well, is- I don't know. If, like anybody, they would have picked first would have made <laughs> a change, I suppose. But I think it's going to be really exciting to see how he plays there.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's a. I like it because. It's. I mean, well, the brown. You're right. The brown's taking a quarterback. They haven't had a lot of luck. Mm-hmm. I mean, take a look at their entire recent history. Mm-hmm. But they're taking a shot with this kid. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're not just going because the same pick, safe pick, would have been like Sam Darnold, or even a Josh Rosen, or like a Josh Allen. But they're going with it. But it, it just reminds me too much of Manzel. The mm-hmm. way he plays, not and the way he acts as mm-hmm. well. I mean, mm-hmm. Manzel felt twenty. Mm-hmm. He got one, but. I think they should have gone with Darnold out of USC. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I I actually am higher
0: on Baker Mayfield than... Warren Moon was. I mm-hmm. think Baker can play a little bit, but mm-hmm. I, I am with you on the fact that he does remind me too much of Johnny Menzel. Too much. And though, if that's you, the thing. you, know, it's like kind of like PTSD for some Browns like fans. It's like, oh my god, we just went through this with kind of a diva quarterback with somebody who's all about the spotlight type. I think he's better than Johnny, uh, but it oh, does surprise sure. me that Sam Darnold was there and they didn't mm-hmm. take him. And mm-hmm. he had a great, you know, uh, draft day. A, everyone who's had this glowing review about him, how he right. played well in the rain, and Cleveland is, you know, a bad weather city. During football season, so you figure he'd fit in with them. It surprised me that he went to the Browns. It really did. Okay, so
3: what what do you guys think then? I mean, what are some things behind the scenes the Browns are saying as to why I mean, they picked him? They probably think
0: he's a leader. Mm-hmm. I, I think people look at his attitude and and his uh, swagger. Pers- yeah, his swagger, a lot of and, swagger and that yeah. he's a leader. I mean, he also you know he did have a great career at Oklahoma, so it's not like he's mm-hmm. garbage. He, well, yeah. he's a
2: top quarterback for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a reason why. I mean. Looking at the draft, like from a logistic standpoint, if they really wanted a guy like this, because I don't think other teams are looking to take this shot, I think you take Barkley at one and then drop to the, and let him drop to the four because right. the Giants would have probably either went like Bradley Chubb or like mm. a quarterback, maybe maybe even a Darnold or a Rosen or an Allen, and then he could drop to four because mm. I guarantee you the Browns would be the only mm. team right now to take him one. See, I don't, okay. I, I get what you're saying. I think the Jets might have taken him at
3: three. Uh huh. Uh-huh.
0: That's what I was really. And I think, think they he was gone? actually. one yeah. they
3: were saying on ESPN too that that was what was supposedly yeah. going to happen. Yeah. So
2: I think the Browns were scared of the Jets taking him at mm-hmm. three because of what you said makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah. you get a guy like Barkley, who I think in the Giants' system, and I know they don't have a lot of running backs, but they find guys who can make running back type plays, like Orleans Darkwell last year. He was a guy that I mean, you didn't really hear a lot about him before, prior, but then he comes out of almost nowhere and he's playing great in the system. I think Barkley's gonna thrive a lot and I think he was I think he should have gone one, honestly. I know quarterback but people were saying he was the best player. How would you guys
3: compare OU's game though to the Browns? I mean just is there any comparison (laughs) the the Browns don't really have
0: college is different in Uh in general. Of course. I mean Baker threw a lot of like screen passes, short Mm -hmm. passes and things like that, and I expect the Browns to actually expand the field a little bit more. They have Josh Gordon who's a deep threat. They have Jarvis Landry who can do pretty much anything. Sure. So he has the weapons to expand the field Um, I, I don't know. I mean, the Browns
2: offense is almost non-existent. They run the ball a lot. They run the ball a lot. They run it a lot. I mean, last year they had, you know, Crowell and Duke Johnson Jr. Now they have Hyde. Yeah. So. But maybe
3: Maybe, like you said, it just comes down to his leadership and being able to kind of coordinate something over there. Yeah. What do you guys think about Rosen to the Cardinals? I I like like it. Yeah. Okay. You go first. Yeah.
2: No, I like it. Mm -hmm. I think he's, I mean, we, I live here. I've seen, I've heard a lot about UCLA, USC football. He's a he's a good player. Mm-hmm. I think he's a really solid quarterback. And I know they had Brett Hundley, and he came in and took over when Hundley was drafted by the Packers. Mm-hmm. I want to believe who okay. yeah. didn't do a lot, <laughs> do a lot, especially Brett Hundley. <laughs> no shots thrown, but barely beat the Browns. But I think the Cardinals getting him at ten. I mm-hmm. think that was a steal. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he should have gone sooner. And that trade to go up to get him, right? Like I, when I heard them talking, they were saying this is where they get him. You don't trade up to go get a guy who's not um, a quarterback like Josh Rogan. Yeah, I'm surprised he was available at that number, to be honest, Steve. A lot of
0: people... Whether they had Darnold first or Baker Mayfield first, the consensus with Josh Rosen was that he was everybody's number two. Mm. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like yeah, that yeah so he he may, may not mm-hmm. be like your favorite out of everyone, but if they were to pick a second quarterback, I'd be like okay, so we'll go with Rosen. Sure, and I'm surprised he lasted you know that long, especially Allen going in front of him with Buffalo. I know they, they traded up to get him, and you know he's I think. Aside from Baker Mayfield, the most polarizing quarterback in the draft because he doesn't have that big of a completion percentage, but he has the tools there. He has a huge arm, and I guess you need that in Buffalo, but I'm not sold on Allen. I think Buffalo made a mistake going with Allen instead of Rosen, and I think the Cardinals got a steal. Um, Well, it's uh, interesting, you
3: talking about that, maybe it was just finite, specific details the teams were looking for. Exactly. That's a good
2: point. What works in the Buffalo system, what works in the Arizona system. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point, Becky, because Buffalo, you
0: need the arm, it's going to be cold Mm -hmm. weather and, and things like that. Sure. I think the Jets... Get Sam Darnold, and that's an absolute steal. That mm-hmm. is a, such at a steal. At number three, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. I'll, obviously, time will tell, but the Jets needed the quarterback desperately. They traded at the mm-hmm. three spot thinking, I think they were going to get Baker Mayfield, and now you get Sam Darnold. I think they sure. hit the jackpot there. Okay. Mm-hmm, so what, sure. do you, what do
2: you guys think of Darnold? you think he's going to be a good pro? I think he's going to be – I actually think he's going to be one of those quarterbacks that comes early in the draft and actually does something. Yeah. He's got the size and the arm to do like what he needs to do, and he's like a good – situational quarterback he can fit the ball where it needs to go and i think i mean okay not a lot of quarterbacks <laughs> work great in the jet system but i think he can work in the jet system it's, it's not just it's just, you know you got
0: to surround him with players and playmakers and things like that the yeah. jets just haven't had luck surrounding They sure? really yeah. don't yeah. they, they don't just have had bad luck in the draft so um a good a nice moment in the draft was when Shaqueen, Shaqueen griffin was drafted by the seahawks oh, i mm. like that um for those who don't know he's a linebacker I think he's a linebacker. He drafted Mm -hmm. by the Seahawks, and he has one arm basically. Yeah, and he's a freaking beast. He's from um, Southern Florida, or is it Central Florida? Central Florida. I think it's Central Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the video of him being drafted right here.
3: Oh, so emotional! So
0: emotional. His brother Shaquille Griffin is a member of the Seahawks, so he's going to be playing with his brother. I'm literally getting
3: chills watching this. Uh,
0: Oh, look at that! So good. That's amazing. Want to play in Seattle and and we're showing uh mm. Shaquem's uh, video, but there's videos like this all the time. Sure, I mean this is
2: every single draft yeah, from home video now, is, every, I every, is it?
0: Yeah, I mean every it, just to see someone's dream come true. I mean his story is unique because he literally ha- he doesn't have a hand. He has one hand. It's, one hand. It's amazing. You can see it right there. I don't know if you guys have yeah, seen the video yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, He's hugging his brother. It's a beautiful thing. It's you know how how you can be an elite mm. athlete with a disability like that is unreal to me and. Yeah. You know, I wish him nothing but success, and I hope that Seattle treats him well. Oh, yeah, it's and be good, he was yeah, showing yeah. out at
2: the combine too. Yeah. For a player who does have this disadvantage sure. like him, he's showing out and he's proving that he can actually play this game, which I think is amazing. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I we all know,
3: we know too in sports, it's heart. Heart can sometimes oh, make up for. Oh my I mean, God, if you, yeah.
2: you have a missing limb. Well, if your heart is nice,
3: yeah. there, you're going to be taking it to the next level more more so than some athletes who take it for granted having yeah.
0: every little piece of their body there. <laughs> All right, Becky. Becky, what pick stood out to you the most, though? Lamar. <laughs>
3: yes. So we talked Thank last you. week. Yeah. We talked last week about. Well, Warren talked about Lamar being his number one pick. Bonnie's number one pick. Uh, the Ravens got him, which is exciting. And I think if they play to his strengths, play to his plays, yeah. he's going to have sh- just a superstar moment over there. Oh, for I sure. I mean, he's already talking Super Bowl, which is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I love a player who can just demand what he wants. You know, he's like, my my game's going to play and my game's going to show. How good I am. So it's awesome. Yeah, it's
2: good. And I mean, they what they did was really smart because they have a player that can come right after Flacco. Mm-hmm. He can finish up his career, do what he needs to do, maybe take him to the playoffs once or twice. I, I don't have a lot of faith in Flacco. I'm, I'm so sorry, Ravens fans. But <laughs> I, like I don't defense. think they have it either, to be honest with you. The good defense, but uh quarterback situation's not looking amazing. But let him finish his career, build this guy up, sitting on the bench, give him a few starts when you have these like yeah. almost garbage yeah. games. You yeah. can just use players that you don't normally use eventually he's going to be a great quarterback. You think so? I see. I definitely think so. He's going to be one of those who was taken mm-hmm. semi-late draft. And, but he's got – because him playing at Louisville, he was amazing. Yeah. And he was getting a lot of media attention. And then the media attention kind of stopped and a focus on these four quarterbacks. And he was kind of a fit. Yeah. And I honestly thought when – because I was watching this uh, very closely. I'm a Packers fan. So I was watching when the Saints traded for that Packers pick, the 14. I was expecting them to go um, Lamar Jackson there. But they didn't. They went with, a, I think, with a edge rusher or something like that. Yeah. And then eventually fell so far all the way to, what was it, 32? Mm-hmm. My God. Yeah. I was it's unbelievable, hop- honestly. I was kind of hoping the Giants were to grab him in the second
0: round. I was like, oh, my God, he may not get out of the yeah. first round. Day two, the Giants have the second pick in the second round. That would have been crazy if we got Saquon and then Lamar Jackson for the future. I would have been so freaking right happy. Right after Eli? I mean, Eli's oh, getting to that God. age where you yeah. can, if you, oh, them too. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a Giants fan, and... You know, just from my favorite team's perspective, I'm glad we got Saquon Barkley. But oh, of course, I, you must I, be. I don't know if I'm as sold as the Giants organization is that Eli is, you know, still capable of winning a Super Bowl with the Giants. I mean, they obviously showed this draft that they're doubling down on Eli Manning and protecting him with oh. an offensive lineman in the second round, yeah. Will Hernandez, and then they got Saquon Bartley, so they're giving him weapons. What do, What about your favorite teams? Like, how do you feel like your favorite teams did?
2: Well, um, and there's also, you know, a reason why you feel that way about Eli Manning. It's because he's not capable. Of he's, taking, he's like a 37. Yeah, ball. yeah, he's. He, I mean, he did twice. Well, he's older now. Which yeah. I think is amazing mm-hmm. just in itself, but... <laughs> no, you just can't. Especially with that team they're putting him through sure. in that system. But my, I'm a huge Packers fan. Yeah. Been for almost, I think, like a decade now or something. And they picked um, Jahir Alexander, who I really like from Louisville, cornerback. Which I think, and they also picked Josh Jackson from Iowa, for right. cornerback, which is amazing for the Packers system. And they also got some wide receivers, um, some uh, some help for on the lines. But I think it's really important for a team like the Packers to get these um, these players, like, to replace a lot of the cornerbacks they lost. Like, I know they lost um, Demarius Randall and right. they lost Micah Hyde a year ago. They just all these guys. Have been, I think Morgan Burnett, he might have gone too. I can't, I can't remember. But are you happy with? What the Packers I'm are? very happy. Okay. I think we can utilize these two corners. Yeah, because like hawklin Dix, we picked him. He fell late. But he's a player who's one of our best defenders on the team right now. Yeah. So if he can play like that, being picked late, we get someone at, I think we had like 18 or one of those later picks. Mm-hmm. I think the Packers can do a lot with those players and especially the young wide receivers they get. They can use those very well. Like uh, Geronimo Allison, who they use amazingly. Got it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Becky, who are you rooting for these days?
3: Oh my gosh. Um I think it'll always be Rams. It's in my okay. blood. It's in my blood. It just always will be. You see
0: your Rams traded tape on Austin. I
3: know, I know. <laughs> I, I still think that they're gonna have a solid season. I'm yeah. excited to see what, what they, unfolds there.
2: They got a lot. Mm-hmm. They really got a lot. They went out and they're going to win now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I respect yeah. it. They are. Yeah. They're it's all or nothing this year for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Becky,
0: let's talk NHL playoffs. NHL, What's going
3: on? Oh, that's right, that's right. So you guys been following it i have been actually yes,
0: okay. i haven't also followed yet so it, it or we not. are
3: ser- round two series tied across the board it's crazy um mm-hmm. the interesting thing to note is that in the metro atlantic and central all three divisions the two teams are the t- one and two seed okay so that is why we're going to be seeing this like t- tied 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 there's there's no leading favorite we thought it was going to be you know we thought it was going to be nashville we thought it was going to be vegas well vegas did win an O T last night, just in case you guys weren't following that game. Uh Carlson mm-hmm. came out with O T win. So yeah, Vegas is now one one game ahead of San Jose, but so it's 200. hard fought. Yeah. yeah San 2-1. Jose
2: San Jose is coming out to play. That's gonna be um, a great series because they're both yeah. two teams that swept SoCal teams. Yeah. Like they yeah. have a lot of similarities. Right. But-
3: the problem though, I think, and we'll talk about this when we get into the NBA too, is that the Vegas Golden Knights and the San Jose Sharks had a lot of time to rest okay. while the Eastern Conference teams were, you know, dueling it out, if you will. Um, so I think it's just going to be interesting to see how it kind of plays out in their in their series. But again, San Jose is coming out to play. Vegas is strong. Uh, the Caps and Pens, you know, you've got two Dynamo teams, so it's going to be. That's going to go to Game Seven. It's sure.
2: always a great series, probably yeah. a seven.
3: And Winnipeg just came out to play. They're playing the Preds, which we thought the Preds were going to yeah. take the Western yeah. Conference and give the, them
2: trouble. Winnipeg's giving them trouble, and so. then
0: surprised me too. I, I watched Game One of the Lightning and Bruins, and then after yes. the Bruins played, you know, in Round One they got right. taken to seven games by the Leafs. I'm thinking, all right, well, you know, it's not going to yep. be easy against Tampa, and yeah. they just blew the doors off. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, they did in Game One, but it's going to be a tired series again.
3: I think that's going to be a teeter totter. I mean, when you have. San Jose and, and Vegas are one and three in the Pacific, so it's not an, a one and two, but it's very rare to have the one and two seeds playing each other. Okay, so and that's what's happening in the Atlantic Central and and, um, and Metro Division.
2: So it's kind yeah. of interesting. all seem to be. I mean, they all seem to be hard fought because yeah. I mean, when you say one and two, yeah, like you expect these series to go. Maybe mm-hmm. at least six, yeah, which is a thing.
3: And I know I think they'll go to seven. I think it's just going to be a teeter totter. There's no, there's Can you no win.
2: All the series go to seven.
0: That'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah. no,
3: I, I think <laughs> Want that? It's just hockey. They're please. all so good, and they're all so competitive. They're great in the playoffs. I don't know. I'm really excited to see how it pans out. So we've got the. um We've got the Pens and Caps playing tonight, oh, so that's wow. going to be a biggie for sure. And, and where's that? Z- that's in
0: that's in Pittsburgh.
3: Um, they are in yes Pittsburgh Pittsburgh mm-hmm. okay. yeah. exactly. Yeah. So good fans there, and that's that's my team. The Pens are my team. That's right. So, I mean, mm. obviously, I work for the Kings. That's my Western Conference. Don't email me or tweet me, <laughs> mean me <comments. laughs> am About
2: to get a lot of hate right now. But
3: uh, no, I mean you can't you can't lose with O V and Crosby going up against each other. It's just such a great battle.
2: So oh, those are two of the ble- two yeah. of the best players yeah. in the entire league right now.
3: Yeah, there are generations Gretzky's. So yeah. yeah, they really are. Woo! Here we go, guys. Let's keep going.
2: All right,
0: now <laughs> let's let's talk a little bit of Kentucky Derby, Kentucky yes. oh, Derby. Okay. Yeah,
3: you guys. Do you so do you, do you know anything about the Kentucky Derby? Not so much. I just know
0: it's a race, right? <laughs> it's <has> a race. <laughs> I'll I'll a look, look it's over the first here. leg of the Triple Crown. It is. That's all I know. It is first so, leg yes. of the Triple Crown. Con- Bonnie's there. Shout Bonnie's Bonnie. there.
3: So it goes. If you guys don't know the Triple ca- Crown, it's the Kentucky Derby, the Preakness, and then the Belmont Stakes. So mm-hmm. it's the Triple Crown. Uh, Kentucky starts it off. Twenty horses, and it a lot of it depends on which gate you're coming out of. So you could be one of the best horses, but if you're coming out of you know gate one, that for matter. example, it you, does
0: matter. It does matter because okay. that
3: horse is sitting in there for a long time while they're loading and all the other horses. So oh, okay, so that, that's a biggie. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about one of the leading ones: is the horse Justify mm-hmm. uh, with Humberto Gomez. He's the rider. Humberto, Humberto, Humberto Gomez, yeah. trained okay. by Bob Baffert, who's has won a ton of Kentucky Derby. So he's, okay. he's moving four-time Derby winner, to be exact. So he's, he's a favorite to win. We're okay. excited about that. Now, he's starting from the seventh post, and the seventh post has won uh, six, six horses have won from that spot. Oh, wow. So okay. that's the leading favorite is Justify. Now, I know you guys are going to pick yours based on names. Probably so we are. We've got uh, Mend, uh, Mendelssohn. It's, I think that's how you pronounce it. He's coming from Europe, and this would be the first time a horse from Europe be competing and won and he's, he's really yeah yeah he's a five five to one right now to win so
2: freely first Mendelsohn. time that's yeah amazing. first of all i mean and if he
3: wins first horse from europe and to be a five to one Yes. Yes. Wow. And our 6 and 1 is Magnum Moon. Um, oh I love it. Thank Magnum you, thank you Moon. for the pictures. Magnum Moon. He's coming out I of the like gate. That. 4 that and 0. Joshua Bear. He's coming out of the gate 4 and 0. Oh, you guys, he's won the last two of his Oh, his, he's hot. Yeah, he's he's coming in hot right now. We've got Audible at 8 and 1 and Bolt uh Bolt Dioro at 8 and 1 as well. So there's there's already five that are coming out pretty strong. Do you guys want me to run through names so you can pick your face? I, I actually have the
0: names right here, but okay. if you want to go through the names, no, that'd tell be cool me who for... you. Who okay, you're... no, you you go because I actually have, have to look at this. I think I'm gonna go Magna Moon
2: though. That's okay, a, that, That's that name a good stood out to me.
3: Okay, Magna Moon. How about you? Who do you like? You know what? We got the list right here. I want to go yeah. the horse from Europe. Oh, okay, Mendelssohn. Mendelssohn. Okay. Yeah, I Let's am. do it.
2: Let's do it. I, why not? You know, why not?
3: I. You know what's That's funny? My pick. Before I even found out about Justifies, yeah, I. I Anyway, I, I'll, I'll make this story short. Before I even found out how good he is doing, how well he's doing, I was gonna pick him because in the light of In Sync getting their star <laughs> on right. the Hollywood Walk of Fame, yeah. Justin's first um, album was called Justified, so That's I was right. like, I'm gonna pick just Justify, because it's... A, anyway, I like that. So. All
0: right, so this is going to be my trifecta. Trifecta, for people who bet horses, know yeah. that it's you pick three, and they have yes, to finish do. in that order. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have Magnum Moon Yep. finishing first. Okay. Audible, because that's like a football term. Yeah. I, I like that. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have that. And then my third ho- ho- horse uh-huh. is going to be Free Drop Billy.
3: Oh, I like Free Drop Billy. Yeah, Free yeah. Drop Billy. So uh, there you go. I'm similar. I'm Justify, um, Audible, then Magnum.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going to say... Mendelson, you okay, know, okay. I'm Sticking high on the Mendelson train right now. Right. I'll say, you know what? Few, Josh, I'll put Magnum Moon second. Okay. All right. And then third.
3: Oh, hold on. Here's your third. Pull up the list. Um, Right there. I mean,
2: I mean, I know every single name already, but yeah. might as well pull up the list.
3: You know what? I'm going to go with. Go with bold. I think you should go. With yeah, Bolt.
2: I was going to say that.
3: Somebody needs to take bold. I'm going to go yeah. bold. You guys message us. Tell us who yeah, you think are y- your top three. Is there anyone in the chat right now? Yeah, we've got Julian Smith hanging out with us right what now. Up? Yeah, message us, guys. Yeah. We want to
0: know who you're rooting for. What is your trifecta? We should we should probably place a bet again. I I know I have to take a pie to the face. I
3: know you do. So
0: should we should we put another pie on this? Like, what sh- should we do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> somebody, somebody has to buy the other person their favorite meal. Mm. Oh. Mine mm. would be cheap. I love french fries. So you you like french fries? french fries? I like pizza. Okay.
2: You know, I'm... Big French fry guy, too. Okay. I can go pretty cheap. Perfect. So, it's going to be French fries, French fries, pizza. That's right.
3: Whoever gets the closest to that. We're going to
0: have a meal here. Yeah, that's right. And let us know on Twitter at BJL Weekly Pass, pass yes. what you think is going to happen in the Kentucky Derby. We're, we're going to be joined very shortly by Johan Buha, who is a writer for ESPN. He writes about the Lakers and the Clippers. Right. He'll be walking through that door any minute now. But, you know, we're not going to wait for him to talk NBA. Yeah, let's, let's no. dive in. We're not going to wait. into it. All right. So, before we get into the second round, let's talk LeBron and the Cavs Mm -hmm. against the Pacers, his crazy Game 7 performance. I mean, his crazy uh, just first-round performance in general. He's doing everything by himself. They play the Raptors next series. It's exhausting. It's 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 exhausting. exhausting.
2: It's crazy. Now, Do you think he can carry this team past the Raptors? I think mm -hmm, what he can do is he can carry them as far as he needs to carry them, (sighs) but it's going to really determine, especially versus the Raptors and versus the winner of the sex. uh, sex I just said sex (laughs) of the the Sixers Celtics series we are live yes things happen live but um I mean we can get into that series later but it's gonna be about can his team take him over the Raptors and over that next series to the finals And you know I think having LeBron I think the farthest he can take them is gonna be enough at least for this series but he's got a Get his guys to do better things. I mean, I, I think it's
3: all going to be mental toughness, 100%. And for me, there, he he's not only one of the, if not the greatest, ba- you know, basketball player we have in our generation oh, right now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He has is, he is shown time and time again, not only, not only is he physically strong, he's mentally strong. And he's going to have to keep that up, but I think he will. You know, like even he said, I want to go home, I'm tired. At the end of that press release, <laughs> yeah.
0: he's like, I just want to go home.
3: But he, he will show up to, you know, to every game ready. I just think it's such a shame.
0: They
2: just need consistency from the rest of the team like it's just getting ridiculous just something yeah. right they just really need something. something they need kevin love like in that game 7 versus the pacers at the end of the game it seemed like going back and forth their defense and their transition defense was amazing every single time they get the ball Doesn't really matter who it is, especially which was nice to see. Was Kevin Love? He would get he would be put Mm -hmm. open from the situational Mm -hmm. coaching from T. Lou and he would get open and he would make these threes and these mid range shots. And then when the Pacers would bring it down the floor, they would take decent Mm -hmm. shots, but they just were not falling. And it was the pressure from the Cavs scoring and then trying to go back and forth, which eventually just allowed the Cavs to win that game. But it was
0: yeah, but when LeBron they lost him, when they
2: lost him in the third, though the team stepped up a little bit. So they just need that consistency. I don't. And the they re- need to do it again. And they yeah. were playing. I mean, it was Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Teams play Game Sevens like it's their last game because mm-hmm. it could be their last game. So they really go out for it. But I remember watching that game, and I just kind of saw LeBron walking in.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: He was just kind of walking in from the tunnel, and I knew that's it. That's it. Yeah. It's like the closer coming in for the game. That's <laughs> it. LeBron's coming in. He's about to drop, finishes forty five and I mean, what more can you ask from the guy? Yeah,
0: I don't know if there's much more you can ask. I just don't think the Cavs are that good of a team, to be honest with you. You can ask Mm -hmm. for his players to step up, but if they're not good enough to step up, they're never really going to step up, at least consistently. I think the only one you can actually ask to step up is Kevin Love, because Kevin Love has shown he can score at least 20 a game in this league. Mm -hmm. He was brought over for that reason, at first to be the number three with Kyrie and LeBron, and now he's the number two. He has to start acting acting like a number two. To me, I think they're kind of lucky they're playing the Raptors because out of the teams that are left, I think the Raptors, their reputation is is a well-deserved one where they just kind of— They're hungry, though. Yeah, they are hungry, but they do fail a lot in the playoffs. They do underachieve in the playoffs. Their brand of basketball isn't that conducive to to, to how you want to play in the postseason. They take a lot of mid-range jump shots, even though Dwayne Casey tried to shoot the three more this year with the team. Uh, DeRozan, to me, is— He's not a s- superstar, but he's he's someone that I don't feel comfortable leading my team.
2: Same no. with Kyle Lowry. I like him. I think he's yeah. a good player, but I don't want him and Lowry and like Valanciunas, mm-hmm. like and like Norman Powell, like being my yeah. team that's going to take me to the finals. Yeah, so I don't see. I, it. I don't. I really I don't, don't see. It. I don't. I don't
0: trust. I don't trust it at all, to be honest with you I don't I don't trust, no, I don't trust the Raptors. And I think I think the
2: Cavs take this in seven. What do you guys seven. think? I'm gonna say seven too. Yeah. Just because I think it is a one seed and it is a four seed, and this is one of the worst Cavs team we've seen under LeBron. One yeah. of the worst teams yeah. since I guess going to the Heat and in this finals well, run. When they LeBron's play every had, other game every other day, like again, it's gonna come down to mental it's toughness. It's gonna take a lot yeah. and yeah. I think that— I mean, I don't know. I I personally think the Raptors might capitalize. Really? I think, I think there could be an upset. Cuz again, it's going to be on LeBron's shoulders. But that's shoulders. the thing. You say upset, but it's yeah. they're the one. They're the one and it's an upset. So it's real interesting the, looking how the 4 seems to be favored. No, no, but that
3: the, the Cavs will always well, be like <laughs> one. Do you but know I'm what I mean saying, So the
2: upset? Yeah. Yes. But I'm yeah. saying it's just really interesting how this is one of the times where you look at a 4 and a 1 and mm-hmm. you say, well, the 4 most likely the 4 is going to take it. Cuz it's LeBron. It's yeah. LeBron and it's just a thing you see every year. The East, LeBron rarely gets the 1 seed. It was unlucky for him, and you see why this is a bad team because he dropped to four. But he doesn't get the one seed a lot, and it's teams like the Celtics yep. or the Pacers a couple of years ago with Paul George and like Roy Hibbert and Danny Granger, right. and it's teams like that Hawks team, you know, with Teague, Horford, Corver, Millsap, who had like four All Stars play team basketball, eventually just lost in the playoffs. Now it's the Raptors. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose.
0: I, They're actually, going to lose. We'll see. We'll don't, see. I, I'm, I'm not, not, CJ I'm not, really, on, I'm not really sure.
3: CJ on the live chat thinks yeah. that it's the best Raptors assembled team. He's right. Really, like, but he's going with the, the oh, Cavs. Still, it could be the but, best but, Raptors but team. And, but CJ
0: is right. This is the best yeah. assembled rappers, Raptors team in the DeRozan-Lowry era. Yeah, enough, for you sure. Can, Argue that it's the worst LeBron team since the one he took to the finals in sure. 07. So sure. it,
2: it things are working towards the Raptors' way. It wouldn't surprise me if the Raptors win. I'm not I can see lie. it, but yeah. even with the worst LeBron team and the best DeRozan Lowry team, I still yeah. think LeBron takes it yeah. just mm-hmm. because of what he can will any victory he wants. Got really, it. if he wants to and puts all his heart into scoring forty-five versus the Pacers, he can will mm-hmm. any single win, any not series win, game win he wants. Yeah. Got it. Uh,
0: apparently, our guest Jovan is here, Marissa. I don't. I don't know if he's at the door outside or if he's actually at the studio four door trying to get in. Just give me a <laughs> heads up. We're breaking the fourth wall here. At After I love Bus it. TV. I love it. Wow. We got
3: our guest here. That's what's important. Yes,
0: you know? and to close out the first round, I, yeah. we have to talk about the Thunder. Yeah, we do. Oh, because they right. were such a yeah. disappointment this they, year. A lot of people had them competing with the Warriors when the season started, mm-hmm. things like that. What do you think about that? Where do you go from here if you're the Thunder?
3: <laughs> I mean, you're you're capped out with Westbrook, yeah. so I don't know where you go from there. Right. I also think that, man, let's just talk about, I felt like his, his how he was with the fans. I thought there was going to be some punches thrown. Yeah. Do, <laughs> I, you, do you see that? Yeah, do you see yeah. that? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Both times he got off the court, he was like
2: yeah. throwing punches almost anyway. Yeah.
3: He's, but he, he plays, he, he's got the game on his sleeve, you know.
2: I think a lot like LeBron, he's their star, so. Mm-hmm. But he's, the difference between him and LeBron is Westbrook's style of basketball. Mm-hmm. Even though he plays with his heart, and even though he's got that energy mm-hmm. and, like, tenacity, yeah. Westbrook basketball doesn't win championships. Oh, shots fired. Shots fired Westbrook. <laughs> he's an amazing player. He can put up triple doubles, get the record, but he's not distributing the ball enough to players who are actually mm-hmm. really good, yeah. like Paul George and like, okay, I, I mean, like, Kind of mellow, like a little bit mellow. Like, I don't feel comfortable saying Love mellow. Mellow is good anymore, yeah. but he's enough that if you distribute that ball well, I mean, they were thought of a super, as one of the West super teams, and they got bounced in the first round by the Jazz. Well, they obviously weren't a
0: super team. Now, joining us here in studio is an ESPN writer for the Lakers and for the Clippers too as well, right? Yovan Buha, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Nice for you to join us. Thank you for joining us. Now, he's an NBA expert. What do you think of the Thunder? Like, let's put a bow on the Thunder season, and where do they go from here? And express your disappointment.
1: Well, (laughs) we we talked about it with the the playoff preview. Um, I I think they were an utter disappointment. Uh, I thought the fact that they lost in six, like, uh, I actually had a bet with my friend going to the season. We were debating, like, Thunder Rockets, who would have a better record. I was on Team Rockets. Um oh, wow. so I was a little skeptical of the, of the Thunder, but I think the fact that like they were kind of billed as the challenger to the Warriors. They were supposed to kind of be in that Rockets position as, you know, the one or two seed kind of probably who the Warriors going to face in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And for them to lose in the first round in 6 games, mm-hmm. really it could have been 5 games if mm-hmm. not for that crazy game 5 that they had. Yeah. Um you know where they had that 25 point comeback. So uh, to me, that, that's a disappointment. I, I think Paul George is going to leave. I don't really see why he should stay. Uh, I think you know the only way I could really see him staying is if Carmelo Anthony opts out of his deal, which sure. <laughs> which I don't think he should. No. No. but he actually no. might based on his 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 why? comments in the exit interviews because he th- he's delusional. That, that's a, that's what it is. Like yeah. he doesn't real. He has not accepted his limitations now. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as a 15-year vet, he's not the same player. He's not okay. the same star. Yeah. Uh, but you saw, he. You know, they asked him about coming off the bench potentially next season, and he was like, "No way! Like, I'm not doing that." He's... And I'm basically threatened. Like, if if they try to bring me off the bench, I'm going to opt out. And, and then leave. you're going to make
0: veterans minimum next year, which is smart yeah. by
1: the Thunder, by the way.
2: Though they <laughs> yeah. might be doing that intentionally. Like, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> out. <Yeah>. Like, we'll <laughs> just pay you like not no. enough money for your talent oh, They're not sure. going to pay yeah.
0: him anything, and he's going to be struggling to find a team. Oh he's gonna end up in Phoenix or something like
1: that. But I also <laughs> thought it was interesting when Paul George was talking talking about what he wanted to do for next season with the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And he mentioned Russell Westbrook. He mentioned Billy Donovan and he mentioned Sam Presti, no mention of Carmelo Anthony. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a little bit of like yeah. a subtle mellows, not going to be part of this, or he, he's not a primary factor in, in my decision. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a disappointment like with the talent they had, you, you have two top, 15 players in in Russ and PG. Uh, And and Steven Adams, I think has grown into one of the best centers in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, Arguably the best offensive rebounder in the league. Uh, You know, I think they have limitations with the bench and with Billy Donovan, but uh, I think that team definitely should have made the second round. uh, If not the conference finals and, and, you know, the fact that they didn't, I think that's a huge disappointment.
0: So where do you think Paul George goes? I think the Lakers. Really? Really?
1: I I think, I think it happens. Um, I, you know, I think it's Lakers or Philly. I, I think yeah, those I are the, the, the top two free agent yeah. destinations right now. Uh, and I could see LeBron or Paul George going to either one. Um, I, I think the Lakers, like... Can the I don't Lakers
3: know, afford both? I mean, the, the, Yeah, and... they, they'd have
1: to stretch Luol Deng, yeah. uh and, and they might have to dump one of the young guys. Like, they, you know, they lose Julius Randolph, sure. probably have to stretch Luol Deng, Uh But I, I think it's worth it if you could get both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for sure. The one thing I do wonder, though, with, with that, if you're the Lakers, is like... You know, everyone is kind of gearing up to face the Warriors, and I don't know if getting LeBron and Paul George still puts you on that level. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think they're, they're maybe number two or right there with Houston, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, if, if you're kind of looking at it as the Warriors have the next three years or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe you don't want to get a Paul George or a LeBron, and you just say, hey, let's roll with the young guys, you know, looking at their timelines probably four or five years down the road, mm-hmm. and that's when we start to hit our stride as the Warriors are coming down, because, you I mean, you get LeBron, you get Paul George, you give up some of the young guys. Right. That's cool in the short term, but if you don't win a championship yeah. or, you know, on that level, I don't know if it's worth it.
2: No, Ooh. it's win-now basketball. I'm playing win-now basketball in a time where the Warriors kind of have the next year, right, the next, yeah. like, three, four, maybe even five seasons, like, on lock, at least, for, at least for the finals. Maybe Western Conference finals, maybe, you know, Rockets this year, we'll have to see. I think it's smarter to just, like, wait it out and not, when it's actually your time, be terrible. Wait, like, I know, like, switching over, like, I know the Clippers, it's kind of, I mean, they can go after, like, a guy, people thought, like, maybe, like, Kawhi, but to just roll with the players and roll with what they have until it's actually the time to be competitive again, I think just... Let the Warriors do what they do. Let them have their couple seasons. And then <laughs> I don't let know. Them let win the I, I don't let them win. I mean, it. I don't want ben that. I don't, don't want so. them. But like we're kinda of like we kinda. Of I mean,
3: we're in a competitive sport. I think the Lakers are not going to want to sit around for five years. I mean, I guess long term, maybe, but I
0: just But I mean you
3: if nah. you who wants to sit back and just let Golden State take championships? If you try to you're <laughs> gonna, you're no, true. challenge
2: it's true, but
1: I think it's cute. Like we we have our we have our playoff preview and you know, we kinda dissect the matchups and stuff. It's like the way Golden State looks, I'm just kinda like I feel like they're just gonna roll the rest of the playoffs like yeah. I you know maybe Houston can push them to like six or seven games sure. but besides that I feel like they're, they're you know they're gonna get through New Orleans maybe sweep them maybe it's five. Sure. Yeah. then you get Houston and then it's like whoever comes out of the East I, right. I don't think they have a shot against the Warriors oh. so especially, especially with not. Steph in
0: the game when he yeah. will be starting yeah, and so. Steph is playing tonight what I'm thinking is why even play him tonight you really need honestly you need Steph for one series yeah. the Western Conference Finals yes. That's you don't even need him for the finals in my opinion. I agree let him rest let make him rest. sure he's a hundred percent are you shocked that they're starting him tonight
1: i'm not shocked uh just because it's you know there there was some talk of him even coming back in the first like he was saying he could come back in the first round so i think if anything they've, they've been very cautious with him not bringing him back in the first round they didn't really need him um I'm I'm going to be interested to see how many minutes he plays. Like, if he plays, like, 35 minutes, I'd be shocked by that. I think he'll probably be on a minutes restriction, like, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, if he plays any more than that, even if it's a close game, uh, I'd be shocked by that. But I think you, you do – because that was a thing that kind of hit them a little bit last year, even though they ended up – or, no, two years ago um, – what you know when the seventy three nine team when Steph got injured, you saw there he was a little bit rusty when he came back. it took him a little bit of time to get acclimated, yeah. and I felt like he was never really ready in in the finals uh so I think they're kind of afraid of that, where because you know this team, as we talked about uh, with our preview, like they went seven and ten down the stretch heading into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. They were not playing great basketball. You saw they flipped the switch. I mean, the Spurs are probably the worst team in the playoffs, so maybe it wasn't the best like example of that. But uh, I, I do think there's a little bit of like. You know the the Warriors without Steph Curry against the Rockets, I think they are vulnerable. Like without you know, Steph Curry, With Steph Curry yeah. I think they beat the Rockets. It's it's sure. not really like you know I, I don't know how much of a series it is, but yeah. without Steph Curry, I think the Rockets could beat him. Yeah. Uh, so you want to make sure Steph Curry is healthy uh, and and kind of firing on all cylinders because if not, I, I think you are a little vulnerable. Well,
3: and also don't you think because Anthony Davis is
0: coming in hot? Yeah, they need to- but I don't think they're really worried about the Pelicans, no, especially how they handled them in the first game. Like they destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And people in the media were like, oh, I think the Pelicans can, you know, they could take this series without Steph and Draymond no. and KD, we're not having that.
2: They right still now. have, yeah. you know, yeah. Draymond Green, yeah. Kevin Durant, yeah. Clay Thompson, they still defensively, have Defensively, they're, oh, they're, they're still, of course, they still guys. have enough I just don't guys. think we
3: should <laughs> overlook Anthony.
0: <laughs> no, we're not going to overlook Anthony, <laughs> Anthony you Davis. You can but, never look But over. Anthony Davis no. has to have like 40 and 10 or 40 and 15 sure. yeah. to even have a shot for this team to beat the Warriors in a game. Yeah. I mean, they're not winning this series. Um, First impressions of the Sixers Celtics last night. Uh, I, I was a little surprised.
1: Yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I mean, look, when the Celtics make literally like every shot, it, it's going to be hard <laughs> to beat. Like that's just with any team. Yeah, but I, I doubt that it happens again where the Celtics have made 12 more threes than the Sixers. Like, these teams – these are two really good three-point shooting teams, and during the regular season and playoffs, they've been about even. So, you know, the fact that uh, I think what, – what was it? Uh, Bellinelli, Covington, and, and Sarge went like 0 for 11 Horrible. on threes. Mm. I don't think that's going to happen again. Uh, I don't think – you know, I, so I think – if you regress to the mean a little bit with the shooting and, and the Sixers make some more threes, the Celtics make fewer threes, that's more of an even game. Uh, but that said, like they, they defended uh, Ben Simmons really well. Like the, I think that's the one thing the Celtics have is that they have so many wings to throw at him. Uh, you know, Jalen Brown didn't even play in this game, but you got Jalen Brown back in the mix, he's another guy you could throw at Ben Simmons. So I think they do have the personnel to, to frustrate Ben Simmons. I think Brad Stevens is a good enough coach where he's going to exploit the fact that Simmons can't shoot beyond like 10 feet uh, and <laughs> yeah. kind of force him into those decisions where he kind of has to decide am I going to shoot or am I going to pass and now you're kind of slowing down the offense uh Joel Embiid did his thing. He had 31. I thought he was still the best player in in, in this game, just like I kind of expect him to be the best player in this series. Mm But uh, Boston did show, like, I think this is going to be more of a series. Like, I was kind of in between. My official pick was Sixers and Six, but I I was almost going to pick Sixers and Five. I think Boston showed, like, this could be a seven-game series. And if it goes to seven, they have – it's in Boston, game seven. Like, you you never know. But I do think the Sixers are – they've still won, what, like 20 of their last 22? Yeah. Uh, I think they're going to be – I I think they're going to be fine. Um but I, I do, I do think they're caught a little bit off guard, in, in some of their playoff inexperience, mm-hmm. you, you kind of saw that in, in that game one. But that, that said, I did think it was going to be one one after two. I, I, you know, I didn't think they were going to come in and win both. So mm-hmm. uh, I think now all the pressure is on Philly to win game two, uh, and we'll see kind of how Brett Brown makes some adjustments.
3: Do you think that having six days off for them made an impact too? Like, do you think it? Ca- cause them a little bit lackadaisical attitude, maybe going into it.
1: I, I think so. I think yeah. you see how it affects different teams. Like some teams, that rest is really good for them. Like I think Cleveland, mm-hmm. it would have been great for them if they were able to finish oh, off yeah. the <laughs> yeah. Uh and, and get LeBron some rest. Uh, but but with the Sixers, it seemed like they mm-hmm. they seemed a little rusty. And like sure. their defense, there, I think they're the number two ranked de- number two or three ranked defense in the in, in the league uh, this season. And mm-hmm. they look terrible on defense. Like mm-hmm. it was you know it's just simple plays by uh, by the Celtics that they were giving up open shots and. And you know, penetration and stuff, so I, I think they look terrible on defense, and that was probably a bigger worry for me, because I think the shooting, will be, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. It's the defense though, it's like, if, if you're going to play defense like that, they you're going to shut
2: gonna down, win. sure. Yeah. Oh, completely shut down, yeah. But, I think, I mean, I want to just get your opinion on a guy like Terry Rozier, who stepped in, even in the first series, and replaced a guy like Kyrie, who is has incredible talent and is almost feels almost irreplaceable, and to come out in this game and score twenty nine and score twenty six earlier and just show Eric Bledsoe who he actually is, uh, like Drew Bledsoe. <laughs> yeah. oh. Exactly. Uh, what are your thoughts on a guy like that going forward?
1: Well, I think he's earned himself a lot of money this summer. Yes, oh, he's, sure. he's going to be a restricted free agent, so I, I think he's going to get a big a big contract. Um, I wasn't the biggest fan of Rogier throughout the season. Like, I kind of thought it kind of annoyed me how. Much Celtics fans were kind of, um, I felt, hyping him up a little bit, and it was like, you know, there, there's comparisons to, like, Michael Jordan, and, like, he shoots <laughs> like Jordan, and all this. It was just like, I was like, all right, this is ridiculous, but, that, you know, that said, he, he's really stepped up in the playoffs, and, like, he, he's been legitimately pretty good. Um, I think he's, aver- he's averaging around, like, 18 a game or something in the playoffs, oh. I think, and mm-hmm. um, and uh you know he he's been shooting the ball much better like that that was kind of the the thing with him in the regular season. He's just very inconsistent shooter, but I, I think he, he it's been a little bit of a hot streak I, I don't know if it's sustainable for for the rest of this series the rest of the playoffs, however long they're in it. But uh, I, I'm impressed with, by him, and I think the Celtics now have a, you know, it was already like, what are we going to do with Marcus Smart? Are we, how much are we going to pay him? W- yeah. What's his role going to be on this team? Now they have the same question with Terry Rozier. Like, you know, now you might have to pick between those two, uh, you know, who's going to be the ba- the backup guard moving forward and, and how much are we willing to spend on those guys. Um, and But, yeah, like I, I think, it, uh, you know, this is his third year, and, and he's really stepped up, and I, I think someone's going to pay him a lot of money.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It might – do you think it'll be one of those, like, he, does, he has a great um, playoff run and someone just ends up paying up too much money?
1: Yeah, because uh, this summer, uh, which, which I think we talked about a little bit, like, this is going to be a very dry summer for free agents, uh, the cap isn't jumping as much as people thought it was going to jump. Mm-hmm. And there aren't that many teams with cap space just in general because the last two summers everyone spent so much money. So the teams, like if you look at the teams with cap space, it's like Lakers, Sixers, uh, Bulls, Mavericks. P- like It's not really that attractive of teams no. besides the Lakers and Sixers. So – I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of how that plays out because you're either going to have to pick between getting a lot of money for kind of a crappy team sure. or staying with your sure. current team and probably taking a discount. Yeah. Yeah. Um So, but but I do think if you're a young guy like and someone's offering you a lot of money, you probably take that. I wouldn't pay him more than like thirteen, fourteen million a year, but mm-hmm. I could see someone giving him like a monster offer just to
0: a just... Knicks or something like
1: that.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most, I mean, one yeah. of the most Knicks things. I've ever heard is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got but, you know Terra zero on like a max. I like zero. I'm max. with you, man.
0: I, I don't think he's worth that much money. Let's. Um, we were talking about LeBron before you came in. Let's shift gears to the cavs raptors series. I want to get his thoughts on yeah. that as well. I, I I'm picking the Cavs in seven until I see the Raptors actually do something in the playoffs. I'm not comfortable picking against LeBron James, even though this Cavs team is they're just not good. Like they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> It was They're yeah, the, but but are you? What do you think about the Raptors and their chances?
1: I, I'm I'm with you in the like. I don't think you could pick a, against LeBron until yeah. they lose. Yeah. Like I just think you you have to roll with him. Um, that said, I, I was really disappointed with Cle- how, <laughs> like Cl- Cleveland. I, I think too. It was the type of thing where like I just don't. I don't think they're going to shoot that poorly again. They shot pretty poorly throughout the whole series for the most part. Um and it was really like LeBron just bailing them out with with superhuman. I mean, I think like the last 3 wins he was averaging like 40 a game 42. or something yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. which is ridiculous, but that that he has to do that for them to win. Uh I think there's almost like a psychological thing, too, with the Raptors where, like, he kind of has the Raptors number. And, you know, they, they've beaten them a couple of times in the playoffs. You saw even, I think, twice in, in the last yeah, month of the, the season, season yeah. that they, they beat mm-hmm. the Raptors mm-hmm. and LeBron had big games. So I, I do think uh, there's something there with, like, the psychological edge. I'm also interested to see, as we talked about with, with the Wizards series, like, if the Cavs come in in one game one, I think the Raptors start to panic a little bit just because of their of history course. with losing game ones. Yeah. Uh, so... I I think I'm gonna roll with Cavs in six. Okay. Uh, uh, although I could see it also going set like, uh, and I could also see the Raptors winning this series. Like I, you know, probably in six or seven. I, I don't think it'd be any shorter than that. But with the way the Cavs played against the Pacers, like if they play that level, I, I think this could be a five game series for the Raptors. I just don't think the Cavs are gonna
0: play that poorly. I agree, and I think tonight's game is huge because. I think the Raptors have to win this game. You mm-hmm. have
3: to. They do. The yep.
0: Cavs just had a long series. Mm-hmm. LeBron is exhausted. Yep. You have home court advantage. There's no reason why they shouldn't win this game. No, mm-hmm. not at all. By double figures on top of that, to be yeah. honest with you. Because they, I think they have the more talented team. It's going to yeah. say a lot. I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's crazy to say. The Cavs have LeBron, but, you know, the bench is better on Toronto. You have and Larry, who have been playing for a sure. while. I don't know. I think Van, v- Van Vliet being back is huge. Yeah. It's so big for the Raptors. I'm expecting the Raptors to win tonight, and if they don't win tonight, I'm declaring the series over. I know it's one game, but no,
2: I agree. I definitely think you, you got to show me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of the yeah. most must-win first games I've seen in a long time, especially you know in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference going against the Cavs. And they, you're right; they do have a lot of yeah. talent. And like I know guys like DeRozan. I mean, he's not in a, like a superstar, but like he's good enough to where he can be like just under that level. And there's still guys like Lowry and Powell and Valanciunas who can like. Do enough to help and provide yeah. enough points and, you know, mm-hmm. defense. It just depends if LeBron still finds, okay, let me just go get this must win with the little gas I have left but in he the needs, tank. He needs help. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah,
3: I, I mean, 46 points in, in game seven, right? <laughs> Is that what it was? Come on. Like, where are the rest of the players yeah. at? This is ridiculous. What do
0: you think of the chances of Kevin Love stepping up and being that number two option? Oh, sure <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made him laugh. I, I already wasn't
1: confident we, heading we into laugh. the postseason, yeah. but after seeing the way he played in round one, like, I, th- I think he kind of has to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I don't really see anyone else on this team. Like, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, uh, they're very inconsistent players. George Hill, I guess, would be the, the other guy. And you kind of saw it in, in game seven, uh, him, him step up a bit up a bit and and that kind of help out. But I don't know. Like I I, I just – I mean I think that's why on paper, like if you're the Raptors – you have to be feeling the most confident you ever felt mm-hmm. against LeBron because, you know, of the teams that have played the Raptors in the playoffs, this is probably the worst. I mean, not even probably, like, this is the worst yeah, Cleveland team that, that is. has sure. faced yeah. Toronto. And then this is the best Toronto team that's faced Cleveland. So yeah. I think you, you have to feel that confidence of, like, we have home court. We have the best bench we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the worst Cleveland team we're facing. LeBron really has no help. Like, before, you know, you had Kyrie, you could come in, sure. get 30, 40 whenever, you know, LeBron was having an off night or, or just to help LeBron. Uh, now it's like, it's all on Kevin Love. He He's injured. Uh, I I don't know. Like, which is nuts. That still, with all that said, we still pick LeBron because he's he's LeBron. (laughs) I know. Have you (laughs) seen that
3: meme where it's from the Gladiator? He's like, "Are you not entertained?" (laughs) It's the best meme. It's sad though. I mean, it's a team sport, not an individual sport, and he's playing an individual sport.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the last series, the Jazz and the Rockets. I mean, are we going to learn anything this series at all, or is this? Mm. I feel like this is the redheaded stepchild of, of the second round.
1: Well, you did see in the second half of of that game a a little bit of the run from the Rockets. uh, I mean, from the Jazz to cut it down from like a 20-something point lead down to I think 12 was the closest they got it. Uh, So you could see a little hint of that. I just think that going from defending... The the Thunder, who play isolation basketball, don't have a lot of shooting. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, there were some plays in, in that series where, like, Russ would literally take, like, two dribbles past half court <laughs> and, and then just chuck up a contested three. Same and you're with like, Paul George. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah. uh, so... Going from that to playing <laughs> the, the Rockets who – the Rockets actually play some isolation basketball, but it yeah. just so happens James Harden and Chris Paul are two of the best isolation players in the league. Uh, but then also with all the shooting they have, the way they space the floor, like mm-hmm. I think it's two completely different beasts. And I, I just think that they, they you kind of saw it. They spread the, the jazz out too much. Mm-hmm. And again, as we talked about with, with the with the Thunder series, where you know it kind of neutralizes Gobert when you, when you have such a good shooting team that's not really driving as much. I think that's that's totally the Rockets, where you know they're they're not really you know besides Harden, yeah. they're not really getting into the paint that much. But then that kind of takes out Gobert because Gobert's strength is come down the paint. I'm going to block the shot. I'm going to contest it. You know, I'm going to use verticality. I'm a massive. You're not going to get a good shot around the rim. Well, when you're shooting a bunch of threes, it doesn't really matter, right? You know, so I think that's where uh, the the Rockets kind of neutralize Gobert a little bit. Uh, and then the, the other thing is the Jazz don't want to, you know, they don't want to play up tempo, they don't want to play fast. But if, if the Rockets can kind of get out in transition or at least get up quick shots against them, I, I think that kind of takes the Jazz out of their game.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, do you think the Jazz missing Rubio is a big deal? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: I, I do. Uh, Rubio played really well in that, uh, you know, the first round series. Uh, you know, he had, he had the triple-double game where he, he kind of outplayed Russ, uh, and, and I think he's he's been shooting the ball better than he traditionally has. Yeah. So I think, you know, missing that, he's, he's a really good defender. People don't really ever give him credit for that, but he's always been a solid defender, and I think he's another guy you could throw at Chris Paul or, or Eric Gordon or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I do think they miss him.
0: All right, so now let's get your series predictions for the second round. Uh, Jazz and Rockets.
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to stick with my original predict- prediction, which was Rockets and six. In after six. seeing ga- after seeing game one, I want to go to five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do think that uh, you know Utah is a pretty good home court. Uh, with the way they played the Thunder and, and the way Donovan Mitchell has been playing, yeah. I I, wa- I wanted to give them a couple games. And I don't think that I mean, anymore. But that I'm, I'm going to stick my
0: alternative court that they have. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to change my
1: <laughs> prediction. But yeah, okay. And
0: then the Warriors,
1: Pelicans, Uh five, five. But it, but I, I'm leaning to- more towards sweep now. But I'll, I'll go with five. Mm. Sixers, Celtics. Uh, I'm going to stick with Sixers and six. Okay. And then we have the Cavs and Raptors. Cavs and six. Cavs and six. But six. P- part of me wants to go seven. Yeah. But uh, I'll I'll go six just because. Uh, LeBron,
0: because <laughs>
2: yeah. LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> that's always a good answer. Because
0: LeBron, what do you guys think of those picks?
2: I like them. You I know, like I definitely yeah. think. I mean, the Cavs series, LeBron has a tendency to to go into a lot of sevens. I know the last couple, um, like when we saw like when the Pacers did good, like the Hawks, like stuff like that. Yeah, he would take teams in those Eastern Conference Finals two sevens. He He'd pulled out of the sevens. Yeah. but he would take them two sevens. So I think that I definitely agree with the Cavs. But I think maybe I don't know. I could see them going to a seven. Or or the complete alternative, LeBron falls apart. The Raptors take this one. Not even seven. They <laughs> yeah. take this one in six. They go Oof. win this game tonight. They yeah. go to Cleveland. Maybe I don't know, maybe I don't know how it's gonna look out, maybe yeah. steal one. And they just use their advantage on paper. But all the other picks I think they're Solid. I definitely. Yeah, agree with I him.
3: agree. I mean, I think LeBron series. LeBron series. Yeah. It's the, the LeBron series. series. It's yeah. LeBron versus the It's Raptors. the only series, and I'm, I'm legitimately like, I have no idea. I mean, I think it's going to come down to game one, like you were talking about. Okay. But I wanted to ask, uh, can you chat about Kawhi, his quad oh, yeah. injury, the mysterious quad injury? Yeah. What is your take on this? What's happening?
1: Uh, I actually side with Kawhi mm-hmm. in, in this situation. Okay. I, th- I feel like a lot of people are taking the Spurs they side. They are. They really are. Uh, okay. which, which Kawhi actually had a quote in the, in the piece that, that ran today about, uh, you know, the Spurs have been this kind of model of success for, you know, two decades. I've been a Spur for six, six years. years. Like yeah. people are going to take the Spurs side. Uh, that said, like some of the stuff with with his uncle and, and his agent and, and that management team kind of is a bit shady with, with some of – the stuff that was reported about their history and their dealings with, with different stuff, uh, and I definitely think it seems like they've kind of gotten into his head and are affecting him a little bit. Sure. But at, at the end of the day, if he doesn't feel comfortable to return, and you know he's saying that, and, and the Spurs are are disagreeing with that, mm-hmm. you know it seemed like what they were. Basically saying uh, was that you know the Spurs are calling it a muscle issue and Kawhi's people are calling it a tendon issue mm-hmm. and there's kind of some disagreement on how to handle uh, that sure. injury. So you know it, it, if he doesn't feel comfortable to play, like I don't think he should play. And I think that you know seeing, I mean Kawhi's quiet, but he clearly is a competitive guy. He comes back every season better than mm-hmm. than the season before. So. I don't think he would just be sitting out for, like, you know, being a baby like or a something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure. So so I'm on Kawhi's side in that regard. Um, the, the other thing that I thought was interesting that people aren't really bringing up but I, I thought was super interesting was that there was kind of a subtle shot at the Spurs where he said, you know, he, he kind of injured that quad in, in March 2016 and mm-hmm. kind of felt the Spurs misdiagnosed it. So to me, it seems like that lack of trust and, and starting to go outside the Spurs to get other opinions started right. with that injury where you know he got that injury, they thought it was One n- thing. not really a big deal, yeah. and then it, it kind of was nagging him and and hurting him for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. So it seems like that trust, you know, that distrust has been there for a couple years now, sure. and it's kind of been festering, and then this season was kind of the manifestation of that. Sure. So, uh, I'm, I'm more on Kawhi's side. I know a lot of people take the Spurs side, and you know, it's you know he should be around the team, and what's he doing? And he's being a you know prima donna, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's more complicated than that, and. I, I, I just think, like, if a guy doesn't feel ready to come back, you can't force him to come back. Sure. And it seems like he has legitimate reasons to feel thank that. Great input, thank you.
3: What yeah, you about that? Sure.
0: What's your thoughts on that situation? I
3: mean, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think that if a player is injured and, and they aren't ready to play, you don't play. I mean, I don't care what the organization says, but I think there's a lot of conversation about the Spurs saying one thing about the injury and then other medical professionals saying something else. So there is definitely a distrust there.
0: All right, yeah. sounds good. Well, that does it for our show, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Wow, Yovan, thanks for joining us, man. Where can people you. find you? Look into that camera, right there. That's your camera. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> um, yeah, I've been looking at you. Uh, uh, people can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Yovan Buha, J O V A N B U H A, and uh, my Facebook page is Yovan Buha NBA, J O V A N B U H A NBA. Uh, so.
0: Nice man. Thanks for joining us. You can find him on ESPN as well, writing articles that you're reading probably yeah, every man. day, not even knowing it. Becky!
3: Becky Sotero at all things. Becky Sotero. Thank you for joining us on the live chat. Um, we started at 2. I know somebody mentioned we were starting at 3. I don't know why that was on there, but we started at 2, so rewatch <laughs> us. Good to see you guys.
2: Uh, yeah, um, you can find me at David H. Bloom on Instagram and Twitter. Hey, Kawhi, like, you can come to like, the Clippers if you want to. Like We're here. We'll... Well, let I, you do I think, what you want. I think there's like, some truth to that little see? rumor percolating. <laughs> the ESPN writer says it. Come
0: here. <laughs> I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Kawhi. You can come to the Knicks if you want. We have nothing to give the Spurs, but you know what? We, we can make it work. Bonnie Jill will be back next week. Right yep. now, she's at the Kentucky Derby. Um, hopefully, what did I say? Magnum Moon? That's who I picked. I don't know. I just like there you the name. On.
3: Justify. Uh, hopefully,
0: Magnum Moon takes... The trip, not, not the Triple Crown. This is just the first the leg. The Derby, yes. Just the Derby. The one, derby. one race at a time. We will see you next week for Bonnie Jill Laughlin's The Weekly Pass. That's right. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin yeah, Undergaro,
1: Phil me. Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com.